0: Welcome to Electionspeakers.com, a nonpartisan analysis of the speaking skills of major political candidates and others affecting your voting decisions. Here are your hosts for Electionspeakers.com, Lori Schloff and Dr. Dennis Becker.
1: Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Dennis Becker and this is Electionspeakers.com. The place to hear unique critique of the speaking styles of candidates and others who are part of this presidential campaign. And today is October 2nd, 33 days before Election Day. And, of course, today the big day is the debate between the vice presidential candidates, Joe Biden and Sarah Palin. Should I say Senator Joe Biden and Governor Sarah Palin, I suppose to be really correct. Those are the folks that we're talking about tonight primarily, of course, and that's why you've tuned in to listen. So now... Let's tell you a little bit about where we are and what's going to happen. We are coming to you tonight from the political center of Newton Center, Massachusetts, Cafe Nicholas, (laughs) which has become a good place to be on debate nights. So a lot of crowd here tonight. It was a great night for everybody, and some have still stuck around to see us do this taping. And we have some specific guests with us around the radio dial. Let's introduce from my left to right, first of all, my co-host, Author and professional speech coach Lori Schlaf. Welcome, Lori. Great
2: to be here as always.
1: Next to Lori is our debate expert, Dr. Deborah London. Hello, Dennis. Hey, here she is. Thanks. Nice to see you again. She's all eager with her debate commentary, yeah. I can tell. I bet, I bet she's. And next to uh, Debbie is our professional actress and speech coach, Law Lapidus. Law, welcome.
0: No, thanks, Dennis. Good to be here.
1: Now, I'm going to skip over to the next two folks because they're our special guests and they get a special introduction. Also joining us tonight is another professional speech coach, Laverne Gosby. Laverne, welcome.
3: Thank you, Dennis. Good to be here. You ready to go? I am. All right, good.
1: Now, listen, we have two special guests with us tonight. Now, we had made an effort to invite folks from one from each party, and mm-hmm. By, mm-hmm. by golly, we found a Democrat and a Republican <laughs> who were both willing to sit next to each other, no less, and talk with us about the debate tonight. So uh, let me uh, 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 reduce, uh, reduce. What are you pointing to? Oh, I know who they are. I know who they are. <laughs> Joining us from the Republican side is Nuri Barlas. Hi, how are you? Nice to have you here, Laurie, uh, Nuri, we're going to say, right? Yes. It's an unusual name. Nuri. Turkish. Turkish. Yes. So glad to have you here. Local sports broadcaster and does a lot of that kind of thing around the greater Boston area, correct? Yes, greater Boston, southern New Hampshire, yes. Great to have you with us. And on the Democratic side, we're welcoming Fred Balfour. Fred is a uh, technology specialist, education specialist, over 65, and a handsome guy. Welcome, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, it's great to be here. <laughs> Welcome, Fred. All right. So, a uh, lot to talk about tonight, and we're, as you know, folks, from tuning in from before, we talk about the process of this debate. We're looking at the way everybody talked about the issues. We're going to try hard to stay away from the content of the issues and talk about the way those issues were talked about. So Laurie, lead on.
2: All right, so we just watched the debate between Biden and Palin at Washington University in St. Louis, Missouri. I happen to be very familiar with it because two folks in our audience, everybody, have children who attend Washington University, and guess what, they won the lottery and they were at the debate as well. We have so much to talk about. I, I really found this just a fascinating event to watch. Number one, I'd like to ask my colleagues a little bit later on, what are people looking for in a vice president? How did each of these folks fit the bill in terms of what your desired style is or what you're looking for in the type of person you want as a VP? And very importantly, uh, shall we say they looked different? How does your perception of male and female differences influence what you saw in this debate? Is there any prejudice involved? Is it beauty versus experience? What's going on here? First, let's hear from Dr. Deborah London. Deborah, I want uh, you to inform our listeners a bit about whether or not this was an actual debate or just exactly what was it in format?
4: I was ready for that question, Laurie, I was. However, I have to say by the definition of debate, no. But that being said, Mm -hmm. There was a lot more clash between the two of them tonight, even though they both looked at Gwen much more often than they looked at each other, much more so than the presidential Mm -hmm. candidates last week. There was more clash on content, and I hope that people consider the content on their own uh, without taking into consideration what we're going to talk about tonight some more. But as a debate... What's By definition, tr- what, not really. Just
2: quickly, a snapshot. What's a true debate?
4: Well, very quickly, I think, first of all, Gwen Eiffel did a, a fantastic job as moderator. She did try to bring mm-hmm. them back to on point. Mm-hmm. She asked some tough questions, and in a true debate fashion, the responses were directed to the debates, but they really strayed so far from the point and got, they both got their own agendas in tonight pretty effectively, I have to say, and mm-hmm. that is not what a true debate okay. is made up of.
2: In a moment, Dr. Dennis Becker will tell us who won the debate, according to the folks at Cafe Nicholas in Newton tonight. October. Second. Second, Thank you so much. So let's ask each of our folks here, each of our speech experts and each of our, our wonderful guests, uh, someone who identifies themselves as a Republican, and someone who identifies themselves as a Democrat, who won this debate? What did you like or not like? about the candidate style. Let's start with you, Law.
0: Well, I mean, you ask a lot of great questions, Lori. I really don't know which one to answer first, but I'll just throw out a couple quickies. First one that comes to mind was gender. You talked about male and female. Did you all notice that they were wearing the same suit tonight? Was that on purpose?
2: Of course,
0: of course. (laughs) Everything they do is on purpose. Everything is strategy. Or is a tactic, I'm not sure. But it's definitely, no, 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 I'll calm down. It's (laughs) definitely strategy. But I do want Mm -hmm. to say it's very Mm -hmm. interesting in terms of style. At Mm -hmm. the beginning of the debate, if you'll notice Mm -hmm. that uh, uh, when Biden was answering the question, this was right at the beginning, Mm -hmm. he was looking down the entire Mm -hmm. time, which tells me, if I'm looking at his body language, Uneasy, nervous, mm-hmm. easing into this whole thing. Very, very, almost concerned, whereas she did the opposite. She was straight on, head on to the camera, eyes focused on the lens, very assertive, if not aggressive. Okay,
2: great strategic choice. Okay, thanks, is one of our terrific coaches at the Speech Improvement Company. Dennis Becker, please weigh in. Who do you think won the debate, and what did you like about
1: well, I'm going to Good keep ahead. the uh, winner- loser thing. Oh, okay. In yeah, your I'm going to hold though. that for a little bit. In my okay. opinion, uh, if I want to go back mm-hmm. to something that Law just said, mm-hmm. this looking, she looked straight into the camera and she was assertive and all that stuff. It looked deer in the headlights to me. <laughs> and when she was talking, if you noticed, she absolutely looked right into the headlights, into the headlights, <laughs> yeah, into the camera. What does They're that mean? They're lights. It means to me that she had memorized a lot of the content. And she was not going to let anything distract her. She was sort of reading off of an internal video screen. And what we saw was not a person looking at us to talk to us. She was looking at this internal video screen from whatever she had learned. Not one time did I see her look at her opponent while she was speaking. While he was speaking, she looked at him. He, on the other hand, was comfortable enough to look at her while he was speaking. That's a Mm -hmm. difference. Mm -hmm. She was too nervous to look away from that internal video screen. Okay,
2: so difference of opinion here. How about Laverne Gosby, another one of our coaches?
3: Yeah. What do you think? I would have to differ with Dennis um, on a few things. I did notice her looking at her opponent, at Joe Biden, uh, but quickly. I also uh, noticed the two of them with their, their interactions. I like that because I saw them look at mm-hmm. each other, smile a few times, and then get right back to business. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, I, I want to share a few comments of my own about delivery. I'm going to give um, high points to Biden on his vocal range and his voice mm-hmm. itself, way lower points to Palin, yet I'm a person who wrote a book on male-female differences. I have have to really, I'm struggling with this internally because I'm wondering, am I prejudiced against her voice because it's more of a female, higher-pitched voice? But he definitely scores points on being vice presidential in that way. Okay, I'm going to give her way higher scores in terms of overall appearance. She's so easy on the eyes. And trust me, guys, women appreciate beautiful women too. She's a great beauty. What does that have to do with vice presidential, presidential politics? You tell me. I'm really interested and struggling with that myself, why she was chosen in the first place. Is it her looks, intelligent, um nature?
1: Let's hear will, from our guests. Let's see what yes. you guys think. Just quickly. Yeah. Guys, what do you for, think? Who won? Where do you, how do you feel yeah, about it?
5: Nori,
2: let's hear from you.
5: Well, if I could, I'd like to jump yeah. back to what Law said. I thought okay. her point about um, mm-hmm. Senator Biden beginning the debate, looking mm-hmm. down and appearing nervous, mm-hmm. was right on, whereas Governor Palin was head-on into the camera from the first comment to the last. Okay,
2: that struck you.
5: And at the same time, it also pointed out to me that go- uh, excuse me, Senator Biden began to look into the camera only when I felt he was trying to sell some Obama par- uh, campaign points, mm-hmm. the middle-class tax breaks. The -hmm. opposition, the war in Iraq, and so on. And since he only looked in the camera when he was trying to make those points, I really felt I was being sold on those Mm -hmm. points, as opposed to honestly being told them. Okay, so
2: I hear you picking up something in terms of believability and genuineness. Mm -hmm. And your candidate, you've already told us, is McCain. So. Well, let's put it this way. Did Palin exceed your expectations, live up to your expectations? I would say
5: she exceeded Disappoint. them, but in fairness, they were rather low after the uh, past <laughs> week
2: Okay, even <laughs> you admit it. I'll admit it's you know, not okay. been a great week for her candidates. Okay, so no. <laughs> all righty. Okay, let's hear from Fred. All
6: right, from the Democratic side. I, who won the debate, I think, is not the right question. It's who mm-hmm. won the event, because debating wasn't really a really debate. Very yeah. good point. Yeah. When I look at something like that, and like mm-hmm. many people, I've done... PowerPoint yeah. presentations and so on, I usually uh, kind of throw away the first five or six minutes and the last mm-hmm. five or six minutes because those are either canned mm-hmm. or yeah. you're getting your, your, your yeah. feet under, you're getting your, your, your um, pudding.
3: Mm-hmm. So
6: I look at the middle, and I uh, scored them and looked at each of the factors, and I said, boy, they're pretty even. But at the end of the day, I came up with uh, 5747 in favor of Senator Biden. And it was on some of the little things. Mm. He was doing a little more gesturing. I thought he had a more believable Mm -hmm. way of, of, of facial expression and a little bit more looking around and a little bit more believable range in his voice. Right. So mm-hmm. that's that's sort of the overview.
1: I've got other comments, but... You mean me not, you, you mean to tell me you did not like her winking at you? Come uh, on! Who could not... Who, three hey, times. Three who, times. Three times. Hey, who could avoid a yeah. wink like that? Yeah, like, all right. That's right. certainly going to be fodder for Tina Fey.
5: Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah! Dennis, speaking of that, you had some fantastic <laughs> observations that you kind of whispered to me during the debate about how males and females were viewing the candidates. Did you want to share that, according to the CNN ratings? Well, CNN
1: was, uh, was following the debate with an audience response system that allowed people to give reactions to what was being said at the moment, yeah. live.
4: And it was and from Ohio And They were from undeclared- an independent
1: group of voters in Ohio. Very good point. And I, so I was watching that as, in addition to watching the debate, and it was really in, very, very interesting. For the, at least the first half of the debate... Men seemed to respond to her very positively. Women seemed to respond to him very positively. And the reverse was not true. Now, it changed a little bit, as Fred was saying, as they got into the crux of some of the issues. It began Mm -hmm. to change, and we saw a closer correlation between males and females on the issues. Uh, But there's it seemed Mm -hmm. to me to be a definite favoring of her by men and him by women.
2: Yeah, I thought it was a relatively interesting debate. I'm going to just... Quickly, you know I like my lists. I'm going to throw out some things of why I thought it was a pretty good debate that have to do with delivery. It's something, uh, a few things they both had in common. I thought they were both fluent, meaning the words flowed well. I thought they were both fast-paced, meaning both of them were not boring. I thought both of them were highly prepared. One could argue, perhaps for one of them, over-prepared. And I also noted there were very few speech errors or mistakes, though there were at least three or four faux pas, which were funny, which I'll talk about later. Any comments then on what you liked or didn't like about? Yeah, you know, I Fred, felt the
6: speed and the, the rate and the pace. I uh-huh. thought they were both well matched. You know, I had a hard time yes. saying who was ahead on it. Good and, point. And your comment about rate—how fast yeah. do they talk and how mm-hmm. well do they articulate? Boy, mm-hmm. they were just good at it. Yeah. They were both good at it, and they both come. They come from different places. I mean, she was a communications person, and he's been in the yeah. Senate. Yeah. So you got to believe mm-hmm. they really work, and the pace of their ideas. I thought Biden popped his ideas a little bit faster.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: I think there's more of a depth of experience in government there. She she would kind of really draw out the mm-hmm. idea, the idea she was bringing out, because she didn't have the depth of experience to bring that out. So yeah, I was um,
2: wondering, given mm-hmm. the knowledge that Palin in fact, has less experience altogether than Biden, who's a way older person. He's, I think, 64 or 65, and she's um, in her mid-40s. <laughs> well, so, so, I was wondering, oh, sorry. so I was wondering, did that influence your perception of how you viewed her credibility or her content?
4: You know, I just want to go back to something that was just touched on very briefly. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, well. Actually, something I heard earlier tonight: Governor Palin's former gubernatorial opponent in the state of Alaska was on WBZ mm-hmm. tonight, saying that she is a formidable opponent. She is really, a, when it comes to PR, that is her forte, and she can win over a crowd. And I really think that's what she did tonight. I don't think if you if you look if you went down, I would have to agree with. With what Fred said earlier, I think on point, if you look at all the things that we often judge on and mm-hmm. critique and coach on, she was slightly ahead, but when it comes down to it, she knows how to win a crowd, regardless of what you believe. So she yeah. has enormous appeal, but it is the kind of person or appeal you want
2: in a vice president. So I go back to my original question. Well, yeah, I'm not saying she made well, sense well, to I'd, me. I'd like mm-hmm.
0: to jump in and, and answer your question and, mm-hmm. and, uh, in a very straightforward way and say no. I'm very intentionally not looking at age. Same with Obama and McCain. I mean, they're like a quarter of a century apart. That should not come into play. Of course there's frame of reference. Of course there's 25 years difference. Of course we recognize that. But they, as far as I'm concerned, and same with gender, they should not be judged based on the age. But there's so many things to talk about. I almost Uh, don't know where to start. I'd like Uh, to talk about Palin's smile. Now, as a speech coach, We will talk about the smile as a technical tool. The smile actually changes your sound. It changes your pitch. It's used in a tactical manner. However, to answer your question, Lori, about gender... It really bothered me. It really Really, disturbed me. I'm gonna say eighty percent of this debate she spent smiling. Mm -hmm. I'm very concerned about yes, because when it comes to gender, Mm -hmm. all right, let's be honest, ladies, when it comes to Mm -hmm. gender and business and politics is business, Mm -hmm. that lessens your credibility when you're smiling all the way through your presentation. Mm -hmm. And not only that, from an emotional standpoint, It releases stress. And she needed all the stress she could get. She needed to be fierce. She needed to be angry. As angry as Joe Biden, she needed to be in there. And that was inappropriate to me
2: and Mm, also lessened her credibility. Okay, Lollapetus, that was fantastic commentary and passionate as well. Laverne Gosby, one of our coaches, what do you think? Did you find uh, Sarah Palin credible in terms of what you're looking for in a vice president,
3: right? Yes, I did. I thought that she was very passionate. I thought that she was very personable, and I loved her smile. You
2: do <laughs> keep talking. Yeah, to,
3: for me, it brought back this this portion of her of being like the regular people, and when she when she did that as well when she was talking to Joe Biden. It came across with him as well. Mm -hmm. He started to smile. This Mm. is what I'm talking about with the interaction between the two of them. At some point, you saw that. You saw the two of them doing that very same thing. Then they got right back to business, in my opinion. But,
0: Laverne, I just want to make one quick comment. His smile was very different than her smile. His smile was a reaction smile when he was not speaking. This is very strategic. This is a downplay of what she was saying. So when the camera shot him, he was specifically smiling to bring down her credibility, where she was smiling throughout her speaking. Yeah,
1: I think it's something that as coaches we would all coach our clients not to do, particularly when there are very serious issues being discussed, that is not the time to be smiling. But I think the reason she was smiling is because she was looking at her internal video screen, like I said before. That's what. Well, anyway, Nuri, what do you think? About uh,
5: Senator Palin smiling, I couldn't agree with Law anymore. I made a note that she had that smile plastered on her face just through every comment she made. And it, at some points, I want to say helped her because she said, uh, I believe the comment was drill, baby drill, and I envisioned her with pom poms out there cheering the crowd (laughs) on.
2: That was a real appeal to men statement, by the way.
3: Don't get
1: me started. But it was also very sarcastic because he said, drill, drill, drill. And then she, he could never have done that to her. She turned around and said, well, the slogan is really, she didn't have that inflection, it's really drill, baby, drill. She was correcting him. Mm -hmm. He could never have done that to her and gotten away with it.
4: I I cannot agree more with that, Dennis. And I I have to say, you know what, As, as as much as I, I appreciate what, what Laverne said, I really agree with Nuri in law because that is not what I want in a vice president. I don't want someone who who is proud of the cookies that she baked. I want someone who is proud and experienced of the way that he, where that person mm-hmm. that can take this country. Not he or she. Right. Okay. right. I, had, you know, I had a
6: real so problem with Joe Biden's smile. It looked like he bought a case of teeth whitener.
4: Yeah, <laughs> Beautiful smile. I mean, it distracted
6: about? me every yeah. time he really? did it. Yeah.
1: And he had it's that big, big, it's a big smile. Yes. And it was like, Fred? I'm going to eat you up. And look even, at how white my uh, teeth are. Can he it,
6: help <laughs> his smile? For but, you know, it's a denigrating smile. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a weapon, I think. Interesting. In that, you know, he's laughing. Mr. Democrat. It, it, it's, uh, yeah. Well, I think if you're standing there and they make a point then to react to it by saying, that's really funny. That's not a good yeah. point. I think it was... I had that energy coming across. Okay, it.
1: here's why his smile didn't work. And it didn't work in this setting. It's absolutely right, Fred. It's big. The reason it right. didn't work, and John Kerry had the same problem, yeah. the smile came and went yep. too quickly. Yep. It just didn't feel sincere. Yep. Now, it, you can do that in an informal gathering, cocktail party, or doing the rope line, and you're sort of smiling and reacting. This is different. This is a very formal setting. She was too far on one end, hold the smile all the time. It was plastered. It looked fake. He was too quick on the other end with his smile, and it seemed disingenuous. It I seems agree. like people she, need she was smile. serious a lot. She was yeah. serious, mm-hmm. and that smile was not there. And I was trying to
6: evaluate, and I don't think about this the way you no, speech coaches well, do it. Do. I was you trying don't. to say... Is she serious when she's got to be serious, and is she getting more of mm. a happy look on her face when she's talking about how good the future could be? I thought I thought she had a little bit more of that going on. Biden is, is much more, uh, to me, uh, a little bit more subdued in his facial expression right. and a little bit more, I think, senatorial in mm-hmm. that respect. Mm-hmm. Well, right. remember, each of them had goals.
2: So Biden's okay. goal was to not... Get goofy. Now, he was starting to get a little goofier at the end. Her goal was to what? Try to come across as vice presidential. Not an easy task for an ex-beauty queen.
0: <laughs> well, whoa. Yeah, was well, that a know? gender no,
2: shot? I, I, <laughs> no. Well, she, where you were trained to wear, and I write about this in my book, a chronically pleasant look.
0: She was yeah, yeah. literally I would love to trained see her, to do that.
6: They had 90 seconds. Yeah. They had a lot of stuff they yeah. had to get across to support their principles. They were talking really fast. When I see Joe Biden speaking on C-SPAN, I'm a C-SPAN junkie sometimes, yeah. or, or his colleagues, they're much more measured, and, and oh, it's yeah. a more effective yeah. thing. So this oh, tonight, yeah. again, just like throwing away the first five minutes, I think you yeah. got to throw away some of the yeah. speed pace, bang, yeah. bang.
5: Yeah, I wondered yeah. if it almost
2: was too rushed. Um, Nuri, weigh in about some of your other thoughts. Our resident well,
5: Republican. Well, Dennis, I would agree with what you said about um, Senator Biden's smiles coming and going too quickly and being a lot like Senator Kerry. But on the other hand, I would say that in the comments he made about some of his personal tragedies with his family mm-hmm. losses and a moment when he paused, the, the air came out of this room wow. where yeah, city was everyone touching. was sort of anticipating what was Absolutely. coming next. Absolutely. And that was very powerful for that him. Was very, yeah, very which powerful. reminded yeah. me
2: of the worst faux pas of the evening. I don't know if you guys caught it. It, it really stopped my heart. It's when Palin, by mistake, said about his current wife, who's a teacher. Yeah. Remember, his first wife was tragically killed. Palin said, "Her reward, your current w- yeah. wife's reward, will be in heaven." Yeah. Or, ah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Sarah. Did yeah, apply. you know that
1: was an example of. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we introduced some new language to society, <laughs> and we introduced introduced three specific words. a mm-hmm. pandering. Right. Political garb and void. okay? Pretty easy to understand. In this case, so I counted tonight. Okay. Who did what? And pandering was the most popular thing that they did, and this happens in a lot of political speeches, of course, but I actually counted. And I wanna go back and look at the tape and be sure I got this right. Sure, okay. But pandering, folks, is when a person is asked a question, they give maybe an answer, and it's a very quick answer, and then they go on to pander to what they think people want to hear around that issue. Okay? Here's the result. I got Biden doing it six times. He answered the question and then went on to pander to what he thinks people need to see, hear him say about that particular uh, Palin did it 14 times, wow. mm-hmm. and it got annoying But mm-hmm. from both sure. of them. It gets annoying when any politician does it for me. But I found that particularly annoying tonight. And please, can we please, coaches, help her to say nuclear? Uh, yeah, and I gotta what's tell the you, though, problem? Come on. Was, there
0: were really a ton of issues and concerns yeah. on both sides when it came to language and misspeaking. Tons of but gaps. nuclear? Tons of gaps when it came to Biden. Tons of stammering, stuttering, not really hearing the question. I caught that twice in coming back to Gwen and saying, is that what you said? So on both sides, there were some concerns. But we know as speech coaches that the average person really misspeaks when going live every 80 Mm -hmm. to 100 words. So, And not just as a voter, but as a human being, we expect people to misspeak. Especially when they're under extreme nervous conditions. There's no question. Now, I want to ask the speech coaches about nuclear versus nuclear. What is the standard American dialect? I mean, what is, would that be considered a mispronunciation?
4: I would think it is. Of course it is. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I would say there is no doubt that it's a mispronunciation, and it really irks me that people don't correct George Bush on it, that he's got a whole team of educated well, people. But you know what? He's, and, they and, did and correct And there's them. a difference between articulation and enunciation. They That's enunciate different. the word.
1: Yeah. But That's
4: they misarticulate the word. The word is correct. nuclear, not nuclear. Let's yeah. all say you know, And by the nuclear. way, by the way, yeah, 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 yeah. Sarah yeah. Palin said it I counted fourteen <laughs> times tonight and oh. in response Senator Biden said it yeah. correctly and she yeah. still responded by saying it nuclear. So well, I don't,
1: don't work f- for George Bush. Well, George well I don't think that is George, what worked for George. George Bush was but, attacked on this. They came after him oh, on this. Yeah. You know what he said? What? He said, Well, this is the way we say it in the West. That's the way we say it in the the West. Come on. Nuclear. But but there's
0: a lot of strategies. Honestly, Dennis, there's so much strategizing when it comes to gaining the empathy of the American people. They want the American people to feel, both sides do, that they are your person next door. And I'm going to point out something language-wise that she does all the time and does it. I believe on purpose mm-hmm. something coming dropping going. Yeah. Go really of course does. do that. That's very regional. It's yeah. very specific uh-huh. to certain areas, not yeah, the area yeah. I came from, but the area right. a lot of people yeah. Is that regional right. to from? Alaska? It, no. it
1: is actually no, actually
4: her I, I don't her think so. I dramatic, think it's regional. To,
1: I think it's regional to her education. Well, I
4: she think. grew up I in, in Wisconsin, I believe. Was oh, she from right? Wisconsin? No. Yeah, but
1: you Alaska. know, a couple of weeks That's ago it. we had uh, we had Wendy Murphy was a guest on the show. She's an MSNBC uh, analyst, and she's written the book, And uh, Justice for Some. Great guest we had her on. She made a very good point, which I think applies to tonight's program. She said, look, I get all the folksy talk about the six-pack and all the rest of that and the hockey mom and all of that, and yeah, it's like uh, she wants to be like my uncle Charlie. He's like my, but I don't want my uncle Charlie running the country. Right, right. And I feel the same way. I, think, I don't care that she's yeah. a regular person, Laverne. I disagree with that. I don't think being a regular person is qualification to be certainly not president or vice president. I don't think it's, I wouldn't elect a regular person to any office that high. <laughs> you need to be more than a regular person, in my opinion, to be able to represent this country in the way it needs to be. At that level But You're there a, is regionalisms. Of regionalism yeah. oh, Of course sure. there's regionalism Bill Clinton had an Arkansas Sure, but he had Lyndon, other things Lyndon as well Lyndon Johnson had a deep Texas But if
6: hers is not put on Yeah, it's not then, put on Then it but, shouldn't
1: be any worse than But what I'm saying Linda, is it, it, I'm not talking yeah. about just the regionalism yeah. The pronunciation, articulation of sound mm-hmm. I'm talking about being proud of the fact that that's a qualification for being in one of the Fair major enough. offices in the world. Right. Living with all those well, no, school I'm teachers saying, didn't help her. Yeah, no,
0: no one's right. saying it's it, a qualification. No one's saying it's a qualification. It's just a reality that that's what we heard per se. As a speech coach, I picked yeah. it up, and it was consistent, and it was specific, and yeah. it was targeted. I'm not saying it's her qualification. I just want to qualify. which is Can I just
2: ask Nori, <laughs> okay. um, who's, who's self-identified as a Republican? Whether or not you like the fact that she's a regular person, if in fact you think she comes across as a regular person, that sounds crazy, but...
5: (laughs) I enjoy it, but I think more importantly, I Mm -hmm. think the core sector of the quote-unquote Republican base, the conservative side of the voting public, will definitely think that she is, as Dennis said, proving her point that she's a regular person. But unlike Dennis said, to them, it's a big plus. It's a big important factor to them.
2: Okay, this Mm -hmm. is a fascinating sort of communication philosophy issue in terms of this... What do we want in a leader? Do we want someone like us? Dennis, you seem to be implying maybe someone, you want certain, what are you saying, sort of high standards? I, mean, I don't want to put I'm, words see, in See, I'm,
1: I'm looking at this person, yeah. both of them. I'm, I, mm-hmm. I tried to see either one. Same thing with, with mm-hmm. Obama and McCain. But particularly with these two, I'm looking at these two not in this debate, not in this election. I'm looking at them in the Middle East, in Africa. In South America, Mm -hmm. in Latin America, talking to those people who couldn't care less about what accent you have. I'm looking at the philosophies that they bring, the attitudes that they have towards these things. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I was not at all happy with with this controlled and contrived uh, Mm -hmm. format tonight because we never really got deep enough to challenge each other. They didn't Mm -hmm. on the issues. And as a result, we had to judge this whole thing like we are on style. We never really got deep enough. So I'm looking at them for those kinds of things. And these little things we're talking about, mm-hmm. eye contact and smiling and all, mm-hmm. a- admittedly small, but nonetheless to me they are indicators of how this person might behave in front of, and I don't care if she can pronounce mm-hmm. like Ahmadinejad and all the name drops, <laughs> of, any of them. What do I perceive them being representing me and my country in another country, that's where I see Dennis,
0: I'd like to say, I would love to, and I'm not being facetious to say this, I would love to hear what she sounds like when she talks or yells to her five children. And I'm not using (laughs) that as humor. I'll tell you why. Because she needs to get angry and she needs to get fierce, just like Joe Biden did tonight, and she started to match that style about halfway through. He became fierce. He was really fierce. How can she get she angry? Wait a to second. Match she his can't style. get angry and fierce because she's pace, trying to
2: survive. The pace she's
0: picked up, locked. and she became angrier and angrier and fiercer and fiercer. I disagree and that's with you. On her
2: side. I disagree. She's not at the level where she can get angry, fierce, and passionate. Why not? She's surviving right. a TV performance.
4: Oh, I think And she you survived it? At, very, the very very end, at the very yeah. end, if, yeah. you, if you were watching yeah. the exits, she was just so relieved. I mean, the yeah. that of her course. baby was thrust into her arms, and she was, I think that yeah. was more did her own did security not see it. than did. anyone else's. Yeah. I mean, she yeah. was just, th- th- did, th- did, so did we so
1: see a musky moment? Yeah, almost, oh, yeah. almost. And I was oh, really Bayern? holding almost. my breath. Yes. But guess what? We're yes. way
2: past that. We're way well, past we'll the what musky moment. We'll it's see. okay you know, for guys Hillary to cry. Hillary
6: had a Hillary had a moment, and people loved it. It's not a gender thing, but yeah. I, I yeah. saw that and I said, mm-hmm. he had to do something to get back mm-hmm. at that. I'm a mom, my yeah. hockey game, mm-hmm. and so on. I thought did he. You did think it. it was insincere? Well, it certainly it ran through my mind, but oh, I don't, take it I don't think, I it, don't was. think, I don't was. think it was. I don't think I don't it was. For a you, uh, split second. But, I, but I, he had a whole package around did, you that. You know what?
4: Yeah. He has, is self-identified, even tonight, as he, one of his Achilles heels is that he is... Can you have more than... How many Achilles heels can you have? I'm not sure. It is the fact that he gets very passionate, and that comes across... People don't like that. That comes across as being way too aggressive. However, I think that... I mean, this is something that... You know, the man was 29 years old. He was just into his first term as senator. You cannot fake that kind of... Of emotion. Nuri, I, I, now,
1: Nuri, how did that hit you when that yeah. moment came oh, in? Very him? genuine.
5: I mean, yeah. he, if it yeah. was somehow contrived, he sold it, it perfectly. Tri- <laughs> I certainly don't think that's the <laughs> yeah. case at all, but it was seemed very genuine to Leverne, me. how powerful. did you feel? Was it uh, I, I,
3: I thought it was genuine. The, the only thing that caught my attention mm-hmm. by it is that he snapped back so fast, but yeah, he did catch me um, at a point where I thought mm-hmm. it was genuine. He took
6: all a right. deep breath. A he very did. fast, yeah. deep breath, yeah. which gave yeah. it a real air of credibility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a, I, guess, realism, I guess something that real. happened to
3: me was that I, it, the Clinton right. thing popped into my mind because I knew he could cry like that. And But just for a second there, I thought perhaps it wasn't. But I do think that mm-hmm. it was genuine.
6: Can I make a style and fierceness comment? Go for oh, it, yeah. Fred. I was impressed with Biden really saying, And McCain did this, and on this, and Mm -hmm. on this, and on this. And and he was getting fiercer and fiercer and fiercer. And Mm. so that was that. And I hadn't thought about the fierceness. But the style there was, I've got Mm. these bullets. And he also, when he was rattling through Bosnia, Kosovo, and so on, he had bang, 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 bang. Mm -hmm. And Palin was kind of a a smooth, steady stream of Mm -hmm. stuff. And I wanted... Katie Couric to say, but, huh. but. What's, what's the next? Tell me.
4: Gwen <laughs> yeah. did a fair job of that. She did. Mm. She did try. She and tried. I will say this also that that Biden, in his style, for better or for worse, if you like this, one of his rhetorical devices is a lot of repetition. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. seemed to to actually yeah. right. work in his favor tonight. Mm-hmm. He did, yeah. He did it a lot. Was it too much? I, I don't know, He used the so. mm-hmm.
3: transition a lot as well, and, and there was one point. I'm going to go back mm-hmm. and listen again, where he said for a couple of reasons,
4: and he only gave one. <laughs> <laughs> he, <laughs> en- he enumerated a lot. He yes. did, and that actually is a very strategic debate strategy. Yes. One, two, A, he B, did that a lot. he itemized quite often. Well,
1: they were both very polite talking about debate strategy, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, in a normal debate, as as, as Dr. Debbie London will tell us. In normal debate, you would challenge your opponent and say you'd say something and then ask the opponent a question. Get the, we didn't get any of that stuff. Yeah. So this wasn't really a debate. But wasn't
6: was, that set up not to do it? By yeah, the, it was. That's, that's to do it. Yeah, that's and, what I mean. Yeah. Both
1: the format was set that way, and he was kind of he couldn't do it because he was a woman and all of that right. kind of stuff. So it was a it yeah. was a contrived event. Tonight. And what,
0: you know, when we look at language, it was so interesting. I, and I'm, I'm honestly, I wasn't really sure at times when it was intentional, when it was a setup. There were a couple thematic devices that happened throughout the debate in terms of taking language, using language, tweaking the language, and working in your favor. One was God in heaven. There were mm. well over a dozen references to God no in heaven, kidding. which I just found, from both, yeah, both sides, yeah. which I found really interesting, fascinating, yeah. again another device mm-hmm. to get the yeah. good folks on your side, which I, I found was uh, just just a very very interesting mm-hmm. theme. Mm-hmm. The other thing too was that uh, uh, Palin took that theme of change, boom, before Biden could say it. He had not said the word change, which is, of course, Mm -hmm. their theme as a speech coach. We talk about a theme being six to ten words in length, but certainly something that fits on 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 a lectern could be two or three words in length. And when we think of change, we think of Obama. She took that word before he could say that word. I thought that was a powerful move, very powerful. Then he took it back. And maneuvered it in a different statement. I just mm-hmm. thought that was really interesting. Here's how
1: powerful our audience felt. That Drum was roll, please. Of
3: the da, 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 da,
2: da. What is the score? Uh, what well, do people at Cafe Nicholas think on October fourth? We came out total all
1: the scores, Second. all the different categories that we <laughs> judged on, and the score came out for Governor Palin, one thousand and sixty-two points. Hmm.
2: Okay. Senator Biden, one
1: thousand three hundred and twenty-two points. Okay. So by a a slight margin, we have Biden ahead here. Now, I think what's going to happen as we get back and we all see the results, depending on which station and network you look at, you're going to get different numbers. I suspect that, uh, if I can add a concluding thought here, I suspect that uh, uh, both of them were slight winners and slight losers. She obviously won in the fact that she didn't fall down, didn't make any big gaps. She didn't screw up, really. Uh, she had. Yeah. She obviously had the debate camp. You could see it all over the place that one of the most immediate things you learn in the debate camp is when you get the question, mm-hmm. bang, answer it right away. Mm-hmm. Don't hesitate. Mm-hmm. She immediately answered. He was the same way. This is a typical debate coaching mm-hmm. kind of a thing. You can see all the debate tricks that they learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think they're both going to come out winners and losers depending mm-hmm. on who you Did look Did they accomplish
2: at. their goals, though? Are she they... to be more vice presidential, he to be contained? And
1: uh, I'm not so sure about either one of those. Okay. Uh, I, mm-hmm. well, at any rate, we saw it here in, in, in the studio tonight as 13, 22 to ten sixty two 62, and uh, that is a 30 percent difference. Yeah, we'll Pretty see. Well, what we, we are
6: in
5: Newton,
2: Massachusetts, which is highly democratic, so that does, I'm sure, affect the vote.
1: Probably. Nuri, how did mm-hmm. you feel? Was it comfortable for you? Very, cl- uh, very close. I scored at
5: 67, 65 Palin, actually, yeah. overall. So very close. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. Both sides did very well, and. Other than the winking and her response to climate (laughs) control, I would say uh, Governor Palin was really fantastic.
1: All right. Well, we're going to help her, we hope, help her with nuclear (laughs) and and the name of the country. It's not Iraq, (laughs) right? It's not Iraq. That is correct. Okay. People don't live in Italy. They live in Italy. All right. What's it's coming Iraq. next? All right. Let's talk what about the next one. <laughs> next week, we have two things coming up next week. The first one, of course, is our weekly Monday broadcast. We'll be out Monday with more of the same, probably, I suspect, we'll be talking about more in more depth about tonight's debate, and that will be on our regular Monday uh, audio cast, which you will be able to get Monday evening. And then again on Tuesday, of course, that's the the next presidential debate. Next presidential debate on the 7th, Tuesday night coming up, and that's at uh, Belmont University in Nashville, and it's uh, moderated by Tom Brokaw. So we'll certainly be back in the same place here at Cafe Nicholas with that Mm -hmm. and with a new group of folks probably helping us to score that one. And we invite all of those of you who are listening, if you'd like to comment, easy to do. You know our address. It's comments at electionspeakers.com. That's all you have to do is drop us a line right there. We get it from all over the world. Why not yours? Comments at electionspeakers.com. And we invite you to be with us again next week. And uh, don't forget, it's up to you. We have 33 days. This is up to you. All of this is to help you understand what this... Campaign is all about what these folks are all about. So hopefully we're being helpful to each and every mm-hmm. one of you as listeners. Thanks very much to our special guest, Nuri Barles from uh, Bedford. Sports, Bedford, Massachusetts <laughs> sportscaster, and Fred Balfour from Newton and a, a, a handsome Democrat. <laughs> <for this time. laughs> and a grandpa. And a grandpa. And a grandpa. Uh, it's okay. We like grandpas, and we like ha- having you all with us. So please don't forget to tune in again next time. And until then, this is Dr. Dennis Becker saying thanks for listening. And bye for now.
0: You've been listening to electionspeakers.com, a nonpartisan analysis of the speaking skills of major political candidates and others included in the 2008 U.S. presidential elections. Electionspeakers.com is posted every Monday.